Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion, here, joined always by my co-host Cooper. Today, we will be previewing the 2021 Intrust Super Cup season. Cooper, how are you today, man? Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I think we need to preface this before we get started. A couple of weeks ago, we did our New South Wales Cup preview. I did not know too much about the New South Wales Cup. I knew a, a, a fair bit. I was able to put a ladder together, as were you, Cooper, but we know even less about the yeah. Queensland Cup. So this is going to be fun. We're planning on watching it this year. Uh, it's just, look, there aren't that many Queensland Cup games televised. We probably get one or two a week here in New South Wales, at least that I've been able to find. So it's a bit hard yeah. to keep up to date. I don't know about you, Cooper, but my ladder prediction, um, it was mainly based off the 2019 ladder, but also it was sort of... I don't really know which teams are bad or which teams look bad heading into 2021, but it's the teams that I know have maybe made a couple of signings or have got a strong feeder system that I've just put up first sort of by default and then the rest yep. have sort of followed uh, from there. But before we get started, for the first time this season, we said on the Super League preview show that we were going to start doing it. Cooper's new favourite team, the newly promoted Lee Centurions in the Super League. We said we we're going to keep up to date with them, with all the goings on there. Well, the Super League draw for 2021 has been released uh, a few days ago. So it's our first edition of Lee Watch, and we're going to have a quick chat about their first game. Now, Coop, I made sure not to send you the round one fixtures for Super League because I kind of wanted to tell you on here. Did you go and research it yourself? Or is uh, I did you did I, yeah I, I I checked who they were coming up against and as a extremely loyal Lee fan day one it uh it scares me it scares you because it's the team who I believe we both predicted was going to win Super League in 2021 their local rivals yeah. by the way this is a derby it's Lee versus Wigan the runners up from last year's Super League season they got Johnny Bateman coming back this year. Oh man, uh, but you know what? Yeah. If your boys win in this first in this first outing, I mean, hey, they really could upset the apple cart in twenty twenty one in Super League. So, what what were your yeah. thoughts and feelings when you saw that Lee were coming up against Wigan in the first round? Um, definitely scared, especially when well, I've still got to up my Super League knowledge, and that will happen this season. But um, yeah, just looking at the at the teams, the difference in the teams. Uh, look, Wigan should have a field day, but. Um, I've got my fingers crossed for, for my Lee boys. Hopefully, I can pull through. I'll tell you what, we should find a way to get your yeah, Lee Centurion's jersey. Surely, they sell them somewhere. I'll actually have a look now. They do. They probably do on the, the club website. Like, surely yeah. they would. Yeah, they um, might even do so on Mascord Brown's quick plug to well, the outgoing Mascord Brown, soon to be chasingroos.com. That'll be launching in a couple of weeks. Um, I attended the Uruguay-Brazil game over the weekend with Phil Brown from Mascord Browns, Michael Carboni and Big T from Chasing Kangaroos. I was invited along by Uruguay head coach Adam Wright. I just want to say a quick thank you to those guys for inviting me along. I'll be heading to the El Salvador-Peru game this Saturday to help out Browning with some vlogging for Chasing Roos as well. And it, it was just a great atmosphere. 500 people turning up for, let's be honest, an emerging nation's game um, yeah. and supporting their nations was amazing. So I thought I'd just get that quick plug in there but uh have you got it up have you you got the website yeah up? wow um so it's 47 pounds which i've just 
done the um, calculation. Or it, yeah, it's double, isn't it? In AUD. Uh, well, uh, apparently, forty-seven pounds turns out to be eighty-four dollars. So, um, well, that's what that says. A lot cheaper than NRL jerseys. I yeah. can pay eighty-four dollars for this Lee jersey, or I could pay one hundred and eighty dollars for a Paramount, a new Parramatta jersey. So, I think I know which one I'm going with. I think I know which one you should be going with as well, especially if yeah. they beat the Wigan Warriors. Um, well, let's start off here while you're purchasing your Lee Centurions jersey. We'll have to get a photo of you in the jersey. Make sure you take a photo of yourself in the jersey once it comes, and I'll put it on the Facebook yeah. page and Instagram. Um, yeah. We're not just taking a look at the uh, Queensland Cup uh, ladder, potential ladder, uh, the 2019 ladder as well. Uh, there's also a bit of QRL news that I thought I'd plug into the start here to beef this podcast a little bit. So this news came out on December the 9th, and it's basically a new broadcast deal within Queensland that the QRL have been able to strike up. So pretty much in 2021, the Intrust Super Cup games will be available on Nine Now, the Intrust Super Cup app, the QRL website, the NRL network, and Foxtel with the QRL looking to work out a streaming deal with Foxtel. I'm not sure what developments have, excuse me, happened there. So that means there's going to be more Intrust Super Cup games. And I believe the, um, the BHP women's competition, which is the main um, women's competition there in Queensland and maybe uh, there their version of Jersey Flag as well. They have a similar sort of deal. So that means more people in Queensland can watch their uh, Intrust Super Cup side play, which is amazing to hear. Now, I'm not sure whether it means all games will be like on nine now. All games will be on the Intrust Super Cup app. Um, and I believe this is only Queensland-wide. On nine now, I'd say there'd be a select few games on Foxtel, as per usual. There'd be the select couple of games because that's how we get to watch uh, Queensland Cup, and I believe we get like a game a week on Channel 9 as well here in New South Wales. Um, but I'm taking it that if you live in Queensland and go on the Intrust Super Cup app or the QRL web- website or the NRL network, you should probably be able to watch those games that aren't televised on TV. So, I mean, yeah. th- there's no real negative with this. It just means more people are going to be able to watch uh, the Intrust Super Cup in Queensland in 2021. And I sort of wish that the... Um, the NSWRL would do the same with the Canterbury Cup here in New South Wales. But I don't think we're too far off that. So now we will take a look at the 2019 Intrust Super Cup table. We'll go from 14th to 1st, just for a bit of a bit of a refresher and also to show you guys sort of what we're looking at when we're making our ladders up here. So on 14th, the Central Queensland Capras, 13th, the Papua New Guinea Hunters, 12th, the Northern Pride, 11th, the Mackay Cutters, 10th, the South's Logan Magpies, in 9th, the Ipswich Jets, in the top eight now, 8th, the East Tigers, of course, now known as the Brisbane Tigers, possibly one day known as the Brisbane Firehawks, 7th, we've got the Redcliffe Dolphins, 6th, the Tweedheads Seagulls, 5th, the North Devils, 4th, the Townsville Backhawks, 3rd, the Eventual Premiers, the Burley Bears, in 2nd, Winner Manly Seagulls, and in 1st, the Sunshine Coast Falcons. So, Coop, are you ready to give your 2021 Queensland Cup ladder prediction? Yeah, well, I know we uh, said it at the start, or you said it at the start, but 
Um, out of all the latter predictions I've done, so we've done Super League and New South Wales Cup now, and I say it all the time, but this, I actually know very, very little about this. Yeah. Like, I thought I knew my stuff until I started doing a bit of research, and I'm like, wow, I need to educate myself a bit more. But this is kind of on past results, kind of like I looked to predict the teams, but um, couldn't get a whole lot from that. So um, I'll go from 14th to 1st. Uh, winning the wooden spoon, unfortunately, I have the Central Queensland uh, Capras, which are the Broncos feeder club. Um, also, before I keep going with my ladder, something that kind of confused me is when teams have multiple feeder clubs, so like the um, Central Queensland and South Logan Magpies, and like I think the Broncos have a few yeah. and win a manly. I question like, so the players that don't make the top 30 for the Broncos who would use, not the top 30, but the players who are like in that system, who play reserve grade, which team they will actually go to because yeah. there's kind of like three. So I wasn't sure because I could look at the Broncos' predicted team and think, okay, he won't make first grade. He'll be playing for um, – he'll yeah. be playing reserve grade. But I just wasn't sure which team they'd go to. So that confused me. But back yeah, on track. Yeah, well, I can actually – I mean, if I yeah. can buddy and I can actually answer that for you. So um, I know because I talked to a couple of people from the Titans through the Titans fan group a couple of years ago because I was like, how do we know where players go? So basically, if you're outside the top 30, you sign with a, a Queensland Cup squad. Uh, but if you're in the yeah. top 30 – so this is even with the Melbourne Storm and the Sunshine Coast Falcons, right? And I believe uh, – who else – is their feeder club? Uh, I can't think off the top of my head, but I think they've got two feeder clubs. But so every single player in the first grade squad at the start of the season is allocated to an intra super cup squad. So, like, for example, Cam Munster at the start of 2021, I'm not sure whether or not he was, but he gets allocated to the Sunshine Coast Falcons, right? So it, yeah. it's obviously unlikely, but in the event he was to be dropped, or injured, he's allocated to the Falcons, so he goes to the Falcons. So they know okay. in the preseason each year in the preseason they get allocated. So like for for example, okay. um, I saw I believe it was Preston Campbell's son, Jaden Campbell, I believe. He was uh, allocated. I believe he's in the Titans top thirty now. He was allocated to the Burley Bears, but the Titans made a decision to switch him from the Bears to I believe I believe it's the Tweed. Uh, the Tweed, uh, Tweed Coast, um, and that was to ensure that he gets more minutes uh, playing at fullback yeah. specifically. So clubs can do that as well at the start of the season. So you're not always going to be allocated to the same feeder club. You're sort of going to be allocated to the feeder club that your first grade club thinks you're going to get the that's going to get the best out of you pretty much. And that can change yep. year to year. Sorry to butt in, but yeah, that's just oh, no, that's right. that's how it works. So 14th, you've got the CQ Capras. Yep. Uh, 13th, the McKay Cutters. 12th, Northern Pride. 11th, Papua New Guinea uh, Hunters. 10th, South Logan Magpies. 9th, Ipswich Jets. Um, 8th, North Devils. 7th, the Brisbane Tigers. 6th, the Tweedhead Seagulls. Fifth, the Townsville Blackhawks. Fourth, the Redcliffe Dolphins. Third, the winner, Manly Seagulls. Second, the Burley Bears. And first, the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Um, see, on recent podcasts, I'd probably go on why I think these teams would finish where. And to be honest, it mostly I just looked at the 2019 ladder yeah. and that was about it. I think Sunshine Coast Falcons, I don't know if they're first for you. Um, you'll touch on that when you do your ladder. But I just had to – I think – they're the benchmark, yeah, to be honest. Um, 
Well, you could think of Burley like that, or not? Oh yeah, no, Burley won it in 2019. But um, they in the when I was checking the 2019 ladder, they came first by a fair bit. Um, they're adding Jared Mullen to the side, which I'm keen to see kind of how he goes. Yep. Um, hopefully, he can turn everything around and um, find his feet again. And besides that, um, haven't really got. I mean, Townsville Blackhawks will be cool. Cameron King uh, is playing for them, and um, I mean, not to go on a about my knee, but ever since doing the knee recovery from this ACL, it gives me a lot more respect for people like Cameron King, who's done it. I don't know how many times he's had to come back from his knee, but it seems like it's been four or five times now. So he's a tough bugger. Um, and then, yeah, Norths have signed Danny Levi, which I think the Queensland Cup has the same rules as the NRL, doesn't it, with the whole the new rules and stuff, yeah? Yeah, so there, so, there yeah. are rumours that... Um... From like June thirty, which is when the the um, the deadline is for releasing players to sign with a new club effective immediately comes in. Post June thirty, I think clubs and this is just rumored at the moment, clubs will actually be able to promote players from outside their top thirty right. to make their NRL debut. So we will be seeing that a bit more. There has been a bit of um, confusion though around Danny Levi because I, I've had a couple of people messaging me. Oh, can you know, even though he's signing Queensland Cup, can he sign with this club or this, this NRL club or this NRL club? At the moment, because he signed with the North Devils, he, he could go to another club if he was to get a release from the North Devils. But at the moment, because he signed with the North Devils, the only team in the NRL we can play for are the Broncos, which could end yeah. up happening maybe post to June 30 if things aren't working out in the hooker position, they just bring him up. Yeah, well, I think he would be. Um, he kind of suits the, the speed of the game now, um, so he should be good for the Devils. And besides that, I haven't really got um, a whole lot more talking points. I just don't really know enough to talk on it confidently. Well, for me, from fourteenth to eleventh, I am pretty much the same. It's it's not that I necess- don't necessarily think these teams are bad. It's just I don't know a whole lot about them and and that's the thing and obviously most of these teams did finish down towards the bottom in 2019 as well so from 14th to first 14th i've got the northern pride 13th the mackay cutters 12th the central queensland cappers and to ian webster of the willie webster show who is the assistant coach at the central queensland cappers who i know has listened to a couple of pods in the past if you're listening to this mate i'm sorry I'm going to be watching the Queensland Cup and keeping a keen eye on your cappers in 2021, and I hope that they prove me wrong. Um, 11th, I've got the Tweed, um, who were in the top eight in 2019, but they're a team who I sort of had to drop down a bit. Uh, in 10th, the Ipswich Jets. Now, everyone's pretty high on Ben and Shane Walker um, getting their chance in the NRL um, as head coaches. I... It, I don't necessarily feed into the hype as much as other people. I still believe they deserve a shot in the NRL. Um, I believe they could do good things in the NRL. And it's been a couple of years since I've watched Ipswich play, but the thing I've noticed, right, the style of football that they're, um, that they're praised for, the Walker brothers, it's very good attacking football. So it's very good at opening up defences and creating big gaps in defence and um, you know, it, it's good for attacking football and scoring a lot of points, right? But it's also risky football. 
And and that's why I think they've not consistently been one of the top sides in the Queensland Cup over yep. the past few years. I mean, they won the state championship in 2015. Other than that, they've not been able to win the competition again. It's because that style of play makes you very vulnerable to errors, intercepts, like just, just silly mistakes like that. Um, and, of course, if you're going to be scoring a lot of points, you don't want to be conceding a lot of points um, as well. You can probably afford to concede a few points obviously but um you just it's very risky so i'd say if they go to the nrl they don't necessarily need to change that style that got them there they just need to alter it to make it that little bit more conservative maybe not go for the as open style of play um as much as they do and maybe if they inherit a side or if they if they are the coach for it which i take it they would be if the now, if Brisbane Jets were to get in, I'd say they'd be the head coaches just because of their affiliation with Ipswich. Um, they'd sort of need a couple of steady steady heads in their squad. So I know he's retired now, but like yeah. a, a, someone in the mould of a Cooper Cronk who can sort of slow things down when need be. Um, but yeah, I've got them in 10th. In 9th, I've got the PNG Hunters. Um, Watson Boas, I know, is returning uh, to the Hunters. He's on a, a dual registration deal. He's with one of the teams... Um, over in, I believe, the Championship or League One over there in England. But because he's not he not had the chance to play with them um, and because of COVID, it's looking it, – it's currently questionable. They should get a season in League One, but it's questionable. So to be on the safe side, he's back over uh, with the Hunters this year. And I believe a couple of the Digicel Cup players will be uh, making the transition over, which is the domestic competition in Papua New Guinea, which is something I believe that – do they stream it on Facebook or something? I'd love to watch more Digicel Cup in 2021. Um, top eight now in the eighth, South Logan Magpies. Recently signed Carmichael, Carmichael Hunt and Kevin Locke. Interesting thing for me is, though, who's going to play fullback and where's the other one going to play? You know, both fullbacks, both will want to be playing in the fullback role. I'd say Hunt probably plays at fullback. And for some reason, I've not seen Kevin Locke play for a while. In my head, did he play a little bit of five eight at the Warriors, or was he? I, I think yeah. he might have. I, I remember just back in the day, um, thinking Kevin Locke was just a god because I think he. I could be wrong, but was he not the cover of the first rugby league live game? No, maybe um, the first rugby league live game was still Steve Price. Ah, right, right. Um, but yeah, I remember playing as the Warriors, and just Kevin Locke was a bit of an overpowered player, so I used to just abuse. Um, abuse him, just like play, just pass the ball to him and just hope for the best. But um, yeah, I guess he could play six, maybe on the wing or the centers, but yeah, I'd probably say six. Yeah. Well, in seventh now, I've got the North Devils, of course, Danny Levi uh, coming in there and I believe they finished fifth in 2019. So I've still got them up around there. In sixth, the Brisbane Tigers. Um, I've sort of thought, okay, with the team sort of putting bids, for the NRL, they're going to be, want to be performing right on the field. That's going to help them a lot. So I've obviously put Ipswich down there, but I think regardless of where Ipswich finish, I think it, the deciding factor there is the, the Brisbane Bombers side of that merger. Um, but yeah. with the Brisbane Tigers and Redcliffe Dolphins, they're going to want to be playing well. So I've got them up the ladder. In fifth, I've got Wynnum Manly, who lost in the grand final. In fourth, the Townsville Blackhawks. Um, you know, you're talking guys like Cameron King, I know that Griffin Neem is a really is a a real um, I guess young gun you could say um, playing prop 
a New Zealand junior international. He should be breaking into first grade this season. And a lot of young Cowboys players, right, sort of in and out of the first grade squad. I believe the Cowboys have also recently re-signed Javid Bowen, who's got first grade experience. I take it he'd be playing for the Blackhawks a bit. I know he's played for them in the past. In third, I've got the Redcliffe Dolphins. Recently uh, signed on as the Warriors feeder club just for this year until they find out their future. Um, it'll be interesting to see the, how they utilise the young New Zealand players coming through. I think what a lot of people need to realise is with Gus Gould's role, Phil Gould's role, right, coming into the Warriors, it's more the junior development side. Well, Gus Gould, the man who you met on the weekend, it, it's yeah. it's sort of that junior development role and coming through. So he's probably going to have as much a say in the goings-on at the Redcliffe Dolphins in 2021 as he does at the Warriors. And it's going to be interesting to see how he brings through those young um, players from New Zealand and how many of those get a run with the Redcliffe Dolphins in 2021. In second, the Sunshine Coast Falcons, the, like the benchmark, as you said, I think they'll still pretty much be the benchmark, but they'll be in second there for me. Just that feeder system with the Melbourne Storm. I mean, the Storm could probably field three sides and still probably be in and around the top eight just with the potential they've got and just their amazing recruitment in the lower grades and bringing players through. In first, I've got the Burley Bears, which now that I think of it, I've still got them in first, but they're not going to have a Jamal Fogarty. Anthony Don, probably not, I'd have to say, for most of the year. But then again, they do have those younger players at the Titans. We know that there are younger players coming through and that they've got that Kebra Park system there. So I'm sure there'll be some young yep. guns coming through, helping the stalwarts there. And I've got Burley finishing in first position. So there we go. There are probably plenty of Intrust Super Cup fans who are laughing their heads off at us at the moment. Yeah. Well, Coop, I've, I've not really got too much else to, to discuss on this one. I believe next week is next week the hold on we're at the first first of March now next week will be in the lead up to the the first round of the NRL season I believe yep. it will be so it'll be interesting to see what we come up with to talk about next week because with this podcast as we've discussed in the past we don't want it to be a, a, an out and out sort of preview review show each week because there are plenty of those going around. We sort of want to, sort of want to do our own thing. You know what I mean? Sort of want to keep it interesting. Try to keep it as relevant as we can. But we've also got the concepts like the a look back at different seasons, which I know we both enjoy, and we know you guys enjoy a lot. So that'll be continuing throughout the year. As I said, we'll keep the topics relevant, um, and of course, feel free to send in your topics, and we'll see you next week.